It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. We are broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If this is your first time listening, basically, we're here every week to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. In the studio with me today, co-host, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Hey, hey, co-host, huh? We, I mean, might as well say that. Everybody keeps acting like you should be the host, so I wow. figure I can, I can temper that with just saying co-host. Guess who's going to update their Facebook status? <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, man, how are you doing? You had a big a big shindig at the, at the Bailey residence yesterday for the 4th of July. Yeah, and for all of you who saw that video that, that To The Top Talk put out on Twitter, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you, I, bet, I bet people watch that video and they're like, those guys really don't ever work out. <laughs> and you would be correct. <laughs> well, the lovely Melissa, I have a video up of her as well. She, she's been working out. So oh, yeah. That's, that's a little more evident than... She crushed it. She crushed it. She did with a little Tyrone. Uh, before <laughs> we get into the ins and outs of the episode this week, big show tomorrow night. And by tomorrow, I mean, we're recording this Wednesday night, obviously. So Thursday... July the 6th, we've got comedian Sean Patton at the Thirsty Hippo. You may have seen him on Comedy Central. You may have seen his half-hour special. You may have seen him on Conan. He was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America, which was a great show. Tomorrow night at the Thirsty Hippo starts at 8 p.m., $12 in advance, $15 at the door. You can get those tickets at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com. He's working on a new hour for hopefully a new special, so uh, I talked to our friend of the show, Shane Lott, went and saw him last week Right in North Carolina, said it was amazing. So um, look him up. Make sure he's your speed of humor before you try to come out to that. But if he is, you're going to be in for an incredible show. So Southern Miss this week. We just got some news just hot off the Twitter account before we uh, were walked in the studio here. According to Jason Munz of the Hattiesburg American, Louisiana Tech pitching coach Christian Ostrander is expected to be named the new pitching coach at Southern Miss. He also used to be the head coach at JCJC. He's a name that was, you know, when the rumors came out as far as who would be in the mix for this pitching coach job, he was at the top of the list. So not really a surprise that he was the one chosen. Yeah, and, you know, he's familiar with the program, familiar with the area, um, familiar with the conference, um, and he was on the short list from the word go. Uh, And – the great thing is we filled it so quickly. What is that, a week? Yeah, it wasn't long. Maybe, you yeah. know, which speaks volumes or is just indicative of where the program is that you want, that that people with, with solid resumes uh, want to throw their name in the hat instantly. And also that, you know, Gilbert and Barry were able to pull the trigger that quick. And, and two, I believe he used to coach Mason Irby when he was at Jones. I think I saw that. He's been at Louisiana Tech the past two years, so um, – yeah, so good stuff. Also, it was announced this week that Southern Miss men's basketball will be taking on Michigan 
this fall in Ann Arbor. So these are the kind of games I know me and you have talked. I don't know if this was on the record or not, but you know, some of the games we'd like to see the basketball team play. I mean, hey, I'd I'd much rather see us go up to a Michigan than, you know, play at Savannah State or wherever else, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when the women played Michigan at the greenhouse, how electric. It was just so cool seeing Michigan out there. I know we're having to go to Ann Arbor, but, you know, honestly, that game will probably end up being on TV. Uh, is that? Do you know when it's going to be played? Is it going to be like before December type of thing? Or? I think it's in November. Yeah, that's fine. I think, yeah, I'm fine. Let's put all these on there. I, I'm, And, you know, I haven't missed a basketball game, and I can't tell you when. Sitting in the same spot, and my, my seat hadn't changed much. Right. You know? Um, for better or worse, mostly worse. But as many games as we can put on the schedule as far as like getting paid. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. I don't care if we have to have an entire year away. No, I, I'm, inside I'm the, with you. Inside the greenhouse just got to change. And everybody knows that. Um, maybe this is another you know avenue to create some funds to get there. But yeah, it's going to be cool. You know, we grew up watching the Fab Five from way back in the day. And um, to see Southern Miss, you know, there was a time where we had our own Fab Five. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be nice to see us running alongside those guys up in uh, Ann Arbor. And we can we can argue about which color gold is the more accurate color of gold. It's a good point. That's a good, that's a good point. Hopefully we can argue about, you know, who's winning at halftime. <laughs> I hope so, too. Well, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about the new pending apparel deal that's out there, some of who may be in the mix and uh, who we, what our th- thoughts are on it. So you guys come right back to us right here on To The Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. I'm sitting here in studio with Jason Bailey, and we're talking about... The Southern Miss Athletic Apparel deal. So here's the scoop, and we've known about this for a while now. Kind of been waiting to talk about it till it kind of leaked out there and everything. But Russell Athletics, they are getting out of the college uniform business. So at the end of the fiscal year, USM will be changing athletic gear providers. Now, of course, the three likely suspects: Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. Big baller brand has not thrown their name in the hat just yet. It'd be like a $10,000 uniform. Dude, that's the only way we're going to get those shoes. I can't <laughs> afford them. <laughs> no doubt. But, uh, you know, so we were just kind of talking about, like, who would you like to see us go with? And really, honestly, I'm just happy with any of the three, yeah. to be honest. You know? I, I, I think all are held in a higher regard than Russell. Sure, and, and I don't think it's anything to do with the quality of the Russell gear. No, the, their polos are. I mean, the, the the quality of the polos they put out has been excellent. Like yeah, I have nothing I mean, to complain just, about. For, for whatever reason, I mean, how long have we been talking about this? Saying yeah. why didn't we go with with Under Armour? Why didn't we go with Nike? And well, the reason is, is because Russell gave us a lot more money. Yeah, it was, and, it was a much more sustainable deal. And honestly, I don't know if we could have had this effect on it, but uh, we didn't do anything to make Russell any cooler. Because right when we got that deal, we we you know we hired E Dog, yeah, and went over, yeah, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, if we were going to be the bell cow for Russell, which I, honestly at one point they said they were going to try to make us their their organ, that never well, happened. It 
that first season just really really didn't pan out. So um, I don't know what happened, but I know we're I know they gave us more money than anybody else. They've honored their contract to the end. Like you pointed out, the the letters were stitched on rather than just printed on. Yeah, that's what we had in the past. The quality was there. Um, everything except for that, uh, except for the side of the helmet. I could never, I don't know if they had anything. Did, did I don't hustle? think they had anything to do with that. Okay. No. Well, that was completely our fault. <laughs> but there's just a stigma that goes with Russell Athletic. I mean, it's a fine company, but there's just like a, a, a stigma that it just, you know, especially when it comes to the recruits and they look at that, they look at those kind of things. Yeah. Well, and that's honestly the biggest part of it. I mean, when we took the deals because of the money, uh, and now, it's because of what the kids want. You got to want the kids out there playing in something that they want to, that they think looks good. They think looks hip. They think which which one's cooler? Which one of these? Which one of these companies is cooler than the other one? I honestly don't know. Um, At this point, I don't know. But if you had to pick one, okay, you got you got Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, and I can make a case for or against any of them. What kind of would you? I like the way Adidas looks a lot better. And I think it was Heath that pointed out on Twitter um, a week or two ago when we were talking about it. After I said I'd, I'd prefer Adidas, he said, well, Mississippi State has Adidas. Mississippi has Nike. So then we could kind of be, you know, the only ones with Under Armour. Yeah, I mean, that's something. You can I differentiate mean, yourself there. I don't know. I don't really compare. I mean, I really don't care what – you know, to me, it doesn't matter what they're doing. We're, we're running our race. Now, didn't Gilbert say something about he wanted all the teams to have the same exact he did. gear? And he doesn't did. baseball use Under Armour? Baseball uses Under Armour, so you'd, you'd, you'd probably – And you'd they're like kind of running the show right now as far as popularity with the university. You'd, you'd probably think they have the upper hand at the same time, you know. Um, Gilbert has worked with both Adidas and Nike. And when he was first started at Tennessee, they were with Adidas, and then he flipped to Nike under his watch. So, you know, we, certainly we have ties with all three. Um, we should start a pool. My, my, number three, my number three out of that would probably be Adidas. And the reason is, if you look at their white football jerseys, they look like a Hanes undershirt. <laughs> like, they look like – it doesn't look like a jersey. You, do you know, you know what I'm saying when I say that? I've seen Mississippi State's white. They kind of look shiny or something. Well, state adds they add stuff to it, but there's just like a I don't know. I just they don't look they look like a a, a stretched Hanes undershirt. I'm I'm gonna Google this so that <laughs> see if you can see what I'm talking about. You got something against undershirts? Well, I mean, if you're wearing it over your pads, <laughs> I certainly do. But it's just I don't know. I just they just always looked awkward to me. I don't know. But you know, I'm cool with Under Armour. I I, I like and and main thing with me is just the dry fit. I like having the dry fit and I think everybody's doing that now. But I really uh I've kind of always been a Nike guy. I mean You can't that, go wrong with Nike. You can't go wrong with Nike. The the NFL all wears Nike now. Um the NBA is about to flip to Nike this season, so I mean that's a great one as well. Really, like I said, you can't go wrong either way. If we do go with Adidas, I hope they figure out something for those white jerseys because they just look awkward to me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning Under Armour. And, and you know, they've already got the end. I, I would have no problem with that. I think that'd be a I just I, I think I would like to be different, not just from Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but for all those reasons you just said. Even though I said Adidas to begin with, the more I think about it, the more I think that I, I'd like to be on the other side of the fence there. And um, I really just, you know, and kind of get in. I mean, not that Under Armour is brand new, but let's get in near the ground floor. 
at least, you know? Yeah. So I'm down. And then, you know, let's start off like 8-0, and and they look even better. All right, look at that. that that's Mississippi State's football jersey. Doesn't uh-huh. it kind of have that, like, un- it looks like an undershirt type of feel to it? To is, me? That a, is that a stormtrooper? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah. And you see mm. how it cuts, like, under the, like, the armpit there? It just looks awkward, man. That's all like, I'm saying. I don't saying. like the leg thing either. Yeah. And I it's think. It's a that, stenciled in tattoo. I think I saw somewhere that the Nick, that they made, a, like, a Nick Mullins rule that's not called that, but, like, you have to have your knee pads on now. Your, your your pants have to cover your knee. I think I saw that somewhere. Anyways, all right. So uh, more news this week. I saw on Twitter, I saw where uh, it was retweeted that Tracy Hadley signed a free agent deal with the Chicago White right. Sox. Yeah, good for him. That makes, what, five, six guys off the sh- Five? I'm not good with math. Five or six guys? That sounds about right. That's one of those things that I'm sure the Twitter followers are going to point out that I messed up. I guess you got – I guess you have – if you count the signee, you have six. Mm-hmm. So – that's pretty solid. Yeah. What, a 35-man roster? 35-man roster. And how many of those were even able to be, you know, drafted? So, again, indicative of where the program is and uh, nowhere to go but uh, nowhere. Well, you know, I say nowhere to go but up, but really uh, holding on to where we are baseball-wise is going to be the key. And... With all the excitement last year generated with the regional and everything, I think that I think we're well on our way, just kind of cementing ourselves to uh, to being in those regionals year after year after year. What, what do we have at one point? Thirteen in a row, twelve in a row. It was something like that, yeah. Kind of like the football winning streak. Yeah, football. So, like eighteen seasons. Yeah, so maybe these last two years, finally getting to two, you can call it a streak again. Um, yeah, didn't hardly graduate anybody. Looking forward to it. Before we get into furthering our conversation from last week, uh, it was announced this past week the big three parties that happen every year. So if you're in the Jackson area or you can get up there, the 34th annual Jackson All-Star Party is going to be Thursday, July the 20th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Mississippi Trademark. Emissions $10 per person or $25 per family, all-inclusive. So I'll, I haven't been to that in, in quite some time. I used to go every year and – I have a meeting the next morning, so I'm going to be able to go to this. Hmm. So pretty excited about it. I hadn't been in a while. You know, it's kind of your first taste of everything. You kind of, you know, kind of get the the football juices flowing when you go to the to the Jackson All Star Party. So it's going to be a great time. I'll tell you a funny story. All right, so I was walking with Seymour, probably 2001, 2002. I was walking with him, and this kid just kept like just getting at him, just like trying to come up and just undercut him under his. You know, and so, so C- you were walking with Seymour. I was walking with Seymour. Seymour. No, no, I was walking with Seymour. Okay, got you. John Mills was the culprit, <laughs> and this kid just won't leave. Once he reaches in a trash can and he pulls out a plate that still had barbecue all over it, and he just rears back and he just like whacks this kid upside the head, <laughs> and this kid just had barbecue like on the side of his face. He starts bawling. His parents are <laughs> laughing. Like usually, like parents that let their kids do stuff to you uh-huh. will let them take whatever kind of punishment you dish out to them. <laughs> so John reared back and popped this kid. We had it on video. It is it was hilarious. But when I think of the Jackson All Star Party, that's the first thing I always think of. <laughs> that's that's exactly where my ten month old son is headed. By the way, your son is great, man. I, I think really your son is, is going to be. I'm telling you, when, when nobody else is around, like he's definitely going to be the kid at Chuck E. Cheese, straight up pulling the mouse tail. 
The following night, Friday, July the 21st, from 6 to 8 p.m., the 19th annual Gulf Coast Beach Bash. It's going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Biloxi. Admission $15 per, per person and $7 per child ages 12 and under. Dinner is included and a cash bar will be available. Then on Saturday, August the 12th, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., the 22nd annual Eagle Fanfare will be held at the Thad Cochran Center Ballroom in Hattiesburg. $5 per person or $20 per family, and children ages 6 and under are admitted for free. Now, have you been to the Thad Cochran Center Ballroom before? That's exactly, I just underlined that when you said it. Uh, no. Why in the world are we not having it at the convention center again? Is it I big enough? Is, is Thad Cochran big enough? I hope it is. Because you remember we used to have, we've had it in Reed Green, which was just kind of weird. We've had it in the Pain Center. Pain Center. There was there never really was enough room there. It just kind of gets squished with how they have the setup there. But the convention center seemed like a great fit. I don't know if it was a money issue or they save money doing it in house or what. I think that Thad Cochran in the Thad Cochran where they had uh, the interviews that you went and did interviews. Yeah, but we were like in the lunchroom. We okay. weren't like in the ballroom. So I've never been in the ballroom over there. So I guess this will be a new experience for all of us. What's your favorite part? Of going to these functions? Mm, usually, it's, uh, I always like hearing what the coaches have to say or what the head coach has to say and hearing and just interacting with people I hadn't seen in a while in Southern Miss people. What is your most unfavorite? Um, when certain people get winded on the mic. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I was hoping you said both of those things because I like to go for all those reasons that you just said. Yeah. And here's what I hate. Kind of wanting to get up and go early, but um, that's not very nice or respectful, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I stay. And then, you know, seeing the the row of seats that I'm on full and halfway through that long-winded portion, like you're talking about, still waiting on Jay to get up. Yeah. The rest of my row is gone. Yeah. You know, we got to get rid of all that middle stuff. I don't mind announcing the new players. Uh, yeah, I, and I, new I players love, is great. I love hobnobbing before the thing and letting everybody go around and getting their autographs. And getting the drink or two. But that whole, you know, after that hour, uh, when you're sitting there waiting on the main event, they try to squeeze a whole lot in. And I get it. You want to introduce the volleyball. You want to introduce the golf and all that. Awesome. Uh, it gets old. Yeah. It <laughs> in does. a hurry. It does. So it's kind of like one of my favorite things to do and one of my most toughest things to finish. You know, I always <laughs> looked forward to when Larry Eustace was going to do it. Because you could tell he just could care less, but it was Flip so flops, funny. Sweatpants. Oh, big. Ten was, minutes before the show starts. It was great. But he Remember always, his shows at Buffalo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are incredible. You know, I prank called him one time as uh, I said I was Richard from Hattiesburg. As Giannini? As Giannini. <laughs> it's like, hey, Larry, this is Richard from Hattiesburg. I want to know what you think about the new facilities we got here at Southern Miss. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he kind of just was like... Uh, and then he just like rolled with it. Like, I think the new facilities are going to be great. You know, he just rolled with it. But yeah, it was John. I said, we got Richard from Hattiesburg online. Hey, 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 John. Hey, hey, Larry. Hey, listen. Man, I miss you, Stacy. Uh, man, he, we, it was so much fun. Just a fun guy to be around. I mean, I know he didn't resonate with everybody, but uh, I was definitely a California guy and he did rub some people the wrong way. He's wanted a coach. I, you know, a lot of people that had problems with Eustachy had a problem with him uh, like that, like showing up 15 minutes before something's going to start or, you know, not showing up fully 
and suit and tie, like you know these Eagle Fair luncheons or whatever. But but I will say, I think he always showed up though. There was never a, I don't remember any kind of an issue with him not being where he was supposed to be. I remember one year, and we're almost going to break here. But I remember one year at the at one of those functions at, at one of the pain center. They were going around doing auctions, and, and whatever they're auctioning off was like two thousand dollars. Nobody's putting up their hand. He did it. Yeah, I remember that. He bought it. I remember that. Good dude. Uh yeah, great guy. Best of luck to him in in Colorado State with all, all he's dealing with up there. All right, so we're gonna go to break. So last week, me and Jason were talking about some of our favorite games, and we didn't. We just barely got halfway through the list. So we're gonna keep the party rolling on this when we get back. You guys come right back to us right here on the Score fourteen hundred AM and News Radio ninety eight point one in Hattiesburg. of Lumberton. Welcome back to the Top Talk. I've always wanted to do a parody song of Werewolves of London called Wards of Lumberton. I like it. And I've just never got around to it. So we're... Wards is in the restaurant. Yes, Wards is in the restaurant. They're not a sponsor or anything, so... Um, we're not, I'm not Just trying to them. clarify, it wasn't a Wards. It's Wards of Lumberton. It's the, it's the Lumberton Wards. The Lumberton Wards. Yes, gotcha. I want to write a song about that. So, it's the middle... It's early July... We still got a month before even training camp kicks off. So we were talking about some of our favorite memories, kind of to fill time and to reminisce, but a lot of good ones in here. So last week we went through up until about 2002. So that's where we're going to kick it off. The first game I got on my list here, 2002, Southern Miss 23, Illinois 20. And the things that really, the thing that really sticks out to me about that game, if you were going to take if you were going to bring the players in and you were going to say, this is what Golden Eagle Heart is all about, you show them the tape of that game and Derek Nix. Because not only did Derek Nix rush for 201 yards and two touchdowns, he did it with failing kidneys. Pretty much every time he touched the ball, he lost his lunch on the field. Right. And, well, I mean, I just, I you know, I'd get when I pull that game up, I'd get emotional watching it because I remember all the pictures of Derek with the needle in his side, you know, getting his dialysis and everything. And uh, man, what he did in that in those first three games that year was was truly unreal. He had an incredible. I don't know if it was. I think it was the centerfold in uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, where he they ESPN had magazine. He, he, he had in several of them. Yeah, yeah, where he was. Uh, I think it was a black and white photo with him. You know, just all ripped up and his dialysis machine. Or whatever, like hooked up to him right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the baby bull. Uh, this is one of the best. You I know, would, I hope he can find another job. And I somewhere. know that, uh, yeah. No, God, just, oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> just makes, you talk about losing your lunch. Every time I see that guy having to wear the blue and the red on the sideline, just makes me, ugh, I can't take it. But yeah, I mean, what, what, and, you know, I wasn't around to see, that, that's kind of when I got here, right? Yeah. Um, but, of the players that I've seen, there is none tougher. Uh, there, 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 there's really not even a, a debate. Um, God, that guy ran with such a was such, was such a force, and and like you said, I mean, they went through just adversity that, that nobody can can possibly fathom, and didn't even know about it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like they just thought he was sick, right? And like, but he's still playing. It was pouring rain. He's out there. I mean, still just running him over. 
It was unreal, man. The thing I remember most about that game, honestly, was I was supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was working at a golf course, right? The golf course up by the airport. And this game was at the Rock. And that's where Illinois flew into was, was the airport right there in, in Hattiesburg. So um, there's nobody out there playing golf because everybody's at the Rock watching the game. So I leave, uh, still clocked in. <laughs> you know, I, and, and, and I drive to my house. I lived about a mile from campus, got on my bicycle, rode it up to the Rock, used my ID to get into the game, left my bicycle outside, went back out after it was over. And by the time, I think I left with maybe like five minutes to go in the game just so I could get back to the course, put all the carts up, everything I had to do, and shut her down. By the time I got there, I wasn't there five minutes, and the plane for Illinois was leaving. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they just, you know, they got done, went into that horrible sports arena where he had them dressing. Yeah. And got on the plane and got out. <laughs> well, I was at Bears training camp that next year, and we had signed a player, uh, Schumacher, from that played for Illinois that year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, where'd you go? I said, Southern Miss. And he just goes like Derek Nix. And he just starts like shaking his head. And I was, I was nodding my head like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's awesome. There's two games in the past 15 years. There's two games that most Southern Miss fans consider their favorite games. And this next game is, is one of those games. In 2003, Southern Miss defeats the number 10 ranked TCU Horn Frogs 40 to 28 at the Rock. That was the night that the goalpost came down. It was an amazing night at the Rock. Probably the best atmosphere the Rock has ever seen. I couldn't believe how loud it got inside the Rock that night. I've been to a whole bunch of games. You've probably been to more than I have, and I don't. I, I don't ever recall it getting as loud as it did that night. And we don't sitting in the end zone now. We don't get to feel it, but like when you're down there on the sidelines. When you're on the field, the way that the, the acoustics are in that stadium, they just bounce off each other. So it gets really, really loud down there. As with other places, it might not get as loud. Yeah, and everybody can't be wrong. It's not like even when the other team is uh, – when the other players are interviewed after the game, it seems like they all mention it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just trying to toot our own horn here. Other people are tooting our horn. Yeah. You know, so so there's got to be something to it. I don't know if it's because our stadium goes straight up, and it's got to be even louder, I would think, with that addition of the end zone, uh, even though that's where we are. So we might not hear it. And, and as far as that goes, what are we supposed to say in the black and gold cheer? Because I just say, and. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we just, we're, we're on that. We're on the uh, gold side of the goalpost. So I think that's. But, oh. but I don't. I mean, I just, you know, I'm just I'm at that point of the game. I'm usually yelling at the players that are closest to us from the opposing team. So, but that was an incredible night, man. I came back for that game, dude. I was down on the sideline, and it was just, the atmosphere was just unreal. The game day crew was there, you know. Mm -hmm. They were there calling the game. They were there in the district before with the cameras, you know, going up and down, and everybody's shouting into the camera just like you see on, you know, just like you see on TV. What a cool atmosphere. And that and that was the that was when TCU's BCS Bulls were dash. BS BCS Bulls bowl hopes were dash. So you mentioned that you skipped out on work one day to to go to a game. Now I skipped out on work. I can say that because the golf course shut down. Well, I can say the next thing because my old employer shut down. They got bought out. <laughs> Man, we are doing damage to the Hattiesburg. Well, I was in Jackson in, in 2004. Southern Miss was taking on Nebraska. I had bad blood with Nebraska. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know why that was. And they're playing at Wild Wings. So I was running a kiosk at 
the Ridgeland Walmart for a cell phone company. I put up my out to lunch sign, went and had a three or four hour lunch and watched uh, the Golden Eagles defeat Nebraska. Then when I got back, I put up out to lunch sign again, shut it down, drove to Hattiesburg to welcome everybody when they got back. <laughs> but uh, it was really awesome to see Southern Miss get that first win. I mean, that the nasty bunch was out of control that day. Southern Miss defeating Nebraska 21-17, to a great win in the program's history, defeating a storied program like the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, and got the standing O on the way out. Yeah, and we did 99. We got the standing O in 99. I mean, they were really – I mean, I, out of everywhere I've ever been, that was the best experience I've had, even though we lost that game I went to. Hey, getting back to that TCU game real quick. Yeah. I thought about something. I had night class. That was a Thursday game. Right. I had night class that night. First of all, does that resonate with anybody else? You know, a class during the Thursday night football game, like, you know, it's one of the best games in history. So, honestly, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't go to class. We get back to class the next time, and the lady says everybody that didn't show up um, didn't get the free, like, 30 points or whatever she gave her. And this is one of those ladies that you get, like, 300 points total yeah. for the whole year. I went and talked to her and explained to her what happened. I said, I just, I just made my case, and uh, she ended up making uh, letting me do, like, some kind of 10-page paper or something like that, and I turned it in. But, yeah, I just I, the fact that I had to even go up to her and say, why did you have class? You should have been at the game. Right, right. Well – we got some more games to talk about after the break, man. We got some of the, you know, the big game in 2011, Southern Miss versus Houston, certainly yes. at the top of that list. So we're going to pay some bills. You guys come back and enjoy. More to the top talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here with Jason Bailey. We're talking about some of our favorite football games in Southern Miss history. Let's pick it up in 2008. Larry Fedora's the head coach. It's the last home game of the year. The Golden Eagles are sitting there at 5-6, and six, and they take on the uh, East Carolina Pirates. Now, Southern Miss won that game 21-3 to become bowl eligible, but... You know, we're sitting there. We have that that winning streak that had gone on for so long. We're sitting at five and six. All we got to do is win, and we get to go to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And that is also the game where Matt Goff almost suplexed me off the front row into the <laughs> – when DeAndre Brown caught that 97-yard touchdown pass. Right. Yeah, that's, that sounds a lot, an awful lot like Goff, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, but that was one of the – you know, that was where we got to see DeAndre at his DeAndreist. Unstoppable. No, certainly. I will. I will just have to argue this with everybody. I argued it with Carr. I argue. I mean, you can Carr argued Adelius Thomas, right? Oh yeah. Which, and, which there's no way you can go wrong with that. No. But as far as just being a, you could throw him the, you could throw the football to DeAndre every single play. Austin yeah. told us as much. He said, yeah. "I didn't even really know the playbook that much." He said, "I was, you know, more of a baseball guy." But we had DeAndre. He said, "So I just look at him." I could tell he wanted it, and I just threw it up there. <laughs> so he made me look great. Yeah. You know, that's you see Austin out there. Damian Fletcher was in that game, had a solid game. I think he was coming off an illness. You had, you know, Gerald McGrath. You had a lot of, like, great Golden Eagles play in that game. So that was one of my favorite games in the Rock. And then yeah. you turn around 2008 as well, the New Orleans Bowl, Southern Miss versus Troy. If you're going to take a full range of, of 
the sp- the whole spectrum of possible emotions you could have, you had them in that game. Yes, from the word go. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's when we had a penalty before the game even started out of uniform selection. Yeah, we wore the all gold. And, and that was a penalty somehow. Well, I, I think you were supposed to wear white or something, and, and they, we just, like, the guys were like, we want to wear gold. And they just wore it. They took the penalty. and It was so weird, but, you know, we're sitting in the dome, and as we're coming out, I think, like, maybe it was, like, right after the, the coin toss, he throws a flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did we? What? Yeah, that didn't take long. The game's not even going. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, at the very end of the game, well, and DeAndre breaking his leg. DeAndre breaking his leg. That was Golly. one of the worst things I've ever seen I remember seen in my life. one of my good friends, Todd Palmer, sitting right behind me at the game. I couldn't exactly tell what was going on, but I could see the defender turning around and waving yeah. to, for you know help to come away. So I stood up, and I remember Todd behind me, he said, he's got two knees. Yeah. I was like, And I saw it. Yeah. And, and then, you know, as DeAndre's leaving, he's doing that. He's flapping his arms, looking up at the, the Golden Eagle crowd. I mean, Getting emotional just talking about it, man, but goodness gracious. And then at the very end of the game, Michael McGee. Infamous photo now. Everybody had it like as their background picture for the longest time. Blocking the – was it blocking an extra point? No, blocking a field goal. Blocking a field that goal. Was, would have tied it, yeah. To tie it from like 28-yard field goal or something like that. Yeah, and then the, the – Incredible. The kicker throwing a fit. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was great to keep that ball streak alive. And always great being in the New Orleans Bowl. So we almost we, we had to cross some games off the list for time, but we kind of put this one back on. 2011, the the first game of that championship season, Southern Miss versus Louisiana Tech. Nine, Southern Miss wins 19 to seven. Very close games in just ridiculous conditions. There was a tropical storm going on. We had to tailgate at Jason's house because the campus was closed prior to the game because the campus was flooding. Nine o'clock kickoff. So it was like. But it was one of the most fun – is the most fun I've had at a football game. I couldn't believe we were going to come down to having to have that kick to yeah. win it. Um, and then the starting kicker was out, right? So was this a well, Costa making the kick or was I it think, Ratman? Uh, I can't remember who made the kick, but I think Ratman got hurt for part of the game. He may have come back to kick it. I can't remember. I don't know. I think it was a Costa. It may have been a Costa. I think he was a, like a true freshman in a tropical storm. Yeah. Like a 47-yarder um, to win. We're down two points, right? Yeah, we were down one. We're down one and point. And that, that gave us the two-point win. And just where we sit in the end zone, we could tell that it was good from the time it left his foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was just unbelievable to even see. Like, even when, when he's setting up for that kick, just the conditions. I mean, you, you your plant foot could easily slip and just not even get a kick away. Right. Um, you have to kick it a long way. You have to kick it in, in you know, sideways wind. Uh, and it was good from the word from the time he left his foot, and that was just I know I know we're getting to this next game, but if whoever was there, that was just an incredible incredible moment. Oh, certainly. Like I said, one of my favorite games we that we've gone to. Then later that season, the conference championship game at Houston, number seven Houston taking on the Golden Eagles for the conference championship. Another opportunity to bust BCS hopes and dreams, and that's exactly what the Golden Eagles did, winning forty nine to twenty eight. Houston was a pretty big favorite in that game, if I recall correctly, and um, you know that was kind of the that was kind of the end. You know that's when everything kind of came to a head because you know after that game it was announced we went to Hawaii. The fans just rioted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my dad still hates it. And I then it. you had Ellis Johnson right there. So you just you had a lot like that was kind of the I knew when I shook Fedora's hand when he got off that plane that that was going to be it. You know, you yeah. just knew it was coming. But, man, what a game for the Golden Eagles. What a game from Tracy Lampley. The defense made 
the uh, Jamie Collins and Cordero Law were in the backfield every play. Mm-hmm. They really threw just Case Keenum around like a ragdoll. Threw him. His wife was crying. I mean, <laughs> they tossed him around like a ragdoll the whole game. And and, and and what a presence! I know it was a very small. They 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 gave us like five hundred tickets. Yeah. Right. But man, we were we were up the entire game. They were handing out bomb bombs. We were going crazy. Um, one of my favorite. One definitely. Well, probably my favorite road trip ever. Twenty four hour turnaround. Katie and I. Oh yeah, dude, and you guys came right back. I didn't make it. I was watching it on TV, um, losing my mind. But I made it up to the airport when they made it back, and and got to greet the team. And they were oh yeah, that's super right. excited. So we're gonna take a break. We got one segment left, talking Southern Miss athletics. You guys come right back to us, right here on News Radio ninety eight point one and the Score fourteen hundred AM, fourteen hundred AM. How did I mess that up? Welcome back to To The Top Talk. This is the final segment. Let's shut it down. We had an extra episode this past week, so go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and check it out. We had the best of Fake Jay Hobson Part 2. So if you haven't heard that, if you missed all the Fake Jay Hobson uh, episodes, we got it collaborated into two episodes for you. You have to go back to the fall to find Part 1. But uh, got a lot of traction this week. A lot of people enjoyed it. So if you've never heard fake Jay Hobson, basically it's a bad Jay Hobson impression. Go check that out. You can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Upcoming comedy shows tomorrow night. That's Thursday, July sixth. Sean Patton will be at the Thirsty Hippo. You may have seen him on Comedy Central. Conan inside Amy Schumer at midnight, and he was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America. Google him, make sure he's your speed before you come out. But if he is, you'll you'll love it. Starts at 8 p.m., $12 advance, $15 at the door. You can buy them now at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com. And then our second annual Laughs for Life show, Bill Ingvall from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour will be at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg on Tuesday, August the 1st. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, the proceeds will be going to the International Myeloma Foundation as well as Cure Childhood Cancer. So, uh, great cause there. We're going to do a Last for Life episode in a couple of weeks, so you guys be on the lookout for that. That'll be a good time. All right. So, we were talking our favorite games. I'm going to just go right down the rest of the list here because there's not many left, and we got all of them in it. So, uh, 2013, Southern Miss 62 UAB 27 breaks the... 20, 23 game losing mm-hmm. streak. That was an amazing game. It was so awesome to see those guys getting off the the bus with a win. Then in 2015, uh, when Southern Miss defeated Louisiana Tech 58-24, that was a great win, sent us to the conference championship. The first game of last season, uh, when Southern Miss came bounce back and won 44-35, and then the New Orleans Bowl this past year with Southern Miss winning 28-21. Any thoughts on any of those games? We could spend two hours on those four games. <laughs> we could spend two hours on those four games. You're exactly um, right. The uh, – the victory over Louisiana Tech to, um, I mean, uh, the victory over UAB to, to to break the streak, right? 22 games in a row? Yeah. My backyard has never looked better. You know why? <laughs> I was listening to it on the radio, and I ran inside and said, Katie, we're, we're winning. We're winning. Okay, did, did, did you go with me to Wild Wings that day to watch the game? 
and then we gave up. Like, well, I said we gave up. Well, I went to Wild Wings to watch the game. We, we were right there with them. Halftime, you know, kind of got tired. I ate all the wings and came home. Just like, yeah, okay, and, and that's the, what happened. The TV and the radio were like off, so the radio was hitting first, and mm-hmm. then you look up and see what happened. So we we're just like, man, we might as well listen to it. So we went home. And every couple of minutes, we're calling each other like, man, what what just happened? That's crazy. <laughs> so we got all jacked up. We went to the, the stadium to meet the team. And then Bill McGillis uh, bought everybody champagne oh, at Patio right. 44 yeah, after just, it was all we, over we with. We lucked into that. That it's was a great. great time. You guys come back to us next week. We may or may not have a guest. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, hey, football season is not far away. You guys stay focused, motivated. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.